You are listening to the 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, brought to you by the Royal Australian Air Force's Air and Space Power Centre. In this presentation, Air Vice Marshal Mel Hupfeld contributes with their opening address on resilience and innovation in air and space. We join the presentation as it is introduced to the conference attendees. It's my privilege now to welcome Air Marshal Mel Hupfeld, Chief of Air Force, to deliver his opening address. Sir. Uh, good morning, everyone. Darura Nuna, Darura Nunawal. Yangu Nalawiri, Duni Manyan. Nunawal Wari, Darura Wari. That's Nunawal language. And in, in those words, I've said, this is Nunawal country, and today we meet on Nunawal country. I acknowledge the, acknowledge the Nunawal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be present with us today and attending uh, this conference. And also extend those respects to the custodians of the land where many of our participants are joining us virtually. I thank the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples for the care that they have taken of this land for many thousands of years, teaching all of us as modern Australians, that if we take care of the land, the land will take care of us, and in doing so, we will all prosper. I'm very pleased to, mention, to, to welcome uh, many of our friends from around the world here to meet on Ngunnawal land for this conference, and certainly after such a long period where meetings like this have been impossible due to the global COVID pandem pandemic. This morning I'd also very much like to uh, welcome and acknowledge the Honourable Peter Dutton, Member of Parliament uh, in Australia for, uh, and Minister for Defence. Uh, great to have you here, Minister. Uh, the Air and Space Chiefs from a number of countries, Bangladesh, Cambodia, Canada, Germany, Indonesia, Jordan, Maldives, Mongolia, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Philippines, Sri Lanka, United Kingdom, United Nations and from the United States. Also joining us digitally today, we have Air and Space Chiefs from Chile, Japan, Korea, Kuwait and Norway. In addition, I acknowledge and welcome the delegations representing Air and Space Chiefs from Bahrain, France, Italy, New Caledonia, Pakistan, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Singapore and Thailand. I also very importantly acknowledge and welcome the senior enlisted leaders from Canada, Maldives, New Zealand, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, the United Kingdom and the United States. And of course, very importantly, I welcome members of, uh, and leaders from industry and academia and other government leaders. And then finally, uh, we have a number of, uh, or many, young creative leaders, both in the audience and joining us digitally. Uh, we welcome those as a significant part of our future. I'd now like to acknowledge all those who've been affected during this very challenging time, certainly over the last couple of years. I know the entire world has been directly uh, impacted. I also acknowledge that there's significant global challenges beyond just that pandemic um, in our world as we gather here today. Our thoughts with all the victims of war and the purpose of this conference is to further the opportunity for stability, 
and cooperation such that we will reduce the span and the impact of future conflict. It is a very powerful signal of strength and solidarity that all of us here today have taken this opportunity to reconnect and reaffirm our close bonds. Bonds that have proved strong enough to endure the pandemic and I believe are strong enough to endure any crisis. I thank all of you for your efforts to join us here today. Also, I acknowledge that there are so many more friends who would wish to have been here with us in person, but unfortunately, due to this ongoing pandemic and other crises, uh, there's other things that demand our focused attention. And indeed, we've had a couple of casualties as early as today uh, from COVID uh, that are not able to be here with us today. There are many more with us here virtually, and I certainly expect a large percentage of our aviators to be tuned in. Now, I know too that they have many competing priorities, but I can assure and reinforce to them that their commitment of their time to engage with our discussions over the next two days will be worth it, and it will be of tangible benefit to their much-valued service. Many more will no doubt check in with the proceedings when they are able to over the coming days, weeks and even months, as these conversations will be available to view and to revisit online at any time in the future through the Air and Space Power Centre website. Uh, of course, that's open now uh, in this very much increasingly networked world. The ability to enable such connection over distance and time zones has been one aspect that the COVID pandemic has certainly greatly enhanced. Crises throughout history have always fostered great resilience and innovation and indeed adaptation in society. This is another marker of our collective strength and in part a key theme for this conference. Air and space power of this magnitude, especially in these challenging times, could not go ahead without the extraordinary efforts of a great many dedicated individuals, and that can sometimes go unrecognised. So I'd like to acknowledge some of those people up front here today. To the staff of the Air and Space Power Centre, to our Air Force International Engagement staff, to the Air Force events team, to the staff of the National Convention Centre, and to all those who've assisted in staging this conference, I thank you all for your collective efforts to bring us together for the next couple of days, both in person and virtually. And I'd ask that uh, those here please join me in acknowledging these efforts. I'd also like to thank the principal sponsor of this conference, Boeing Defence Australia. And I note uh, a great announcement in the newspaper today, a, a partnership with Boeing uh, on our Loyal Wingman program, now named the Ghost Bat. And uh, I'll leave that to later in the conference to discuss what um, the ghost bat does as an Australian mammal uh, that hunts in packs. Uh, our other major sponsors, L3 Harris Integrated Mission Systems Australia, Lockheed Martin Australia and Rolls-Royce Australia. Without your support, we could not have staged an event of this magnitude. These efforts and the support of our sponsors has provided a very compelling reason for many of our most significant stakeholders and partners to commit their valuable time to join us here for this conference. The impressive conference speakers will ignite and guide our thinking over the next two days, and that's what this gathering is all about.
enhancing our thinking, both collectively and individually, about air and space power, and it's within the context of national and international objectives. So before I provide a, a brief over, overview of the program, I would first uh, introduce the theme that we have chosen for this conference. As signalled earlier, the theme is resilience and innovation in air and space power. Now this has certainly raised some questions, which, which I had certainly hoped it would. Uh, why focus on resilience? Uh, what, what is it? Do we know what it is? And why is it relevant to air and space power? One definition of resilience has come to describe the capacity of organisations or systems to endure and survive in the face of new threats. And therefore, the ability of organisations and citizens to mobilise, to adapt to new global and transcending threats. And the term innovation seems to pop up everywhere these days and it's almost as widely used as the term strategy. So what is innovation and again why is it relevant to air and space power? Now we may not provide uh, all the answers to these questions for all of you as we progress through the, through the program. In fact I'm sure that we'll raise more questions than we are likely to be able to provide possible answers for and well that's the point. So as long as we challenge you to think about these themes and the related questions then the core purpose of this conference will have been met. That being said, here is our open, opening premise for you to consider over the next couple of days, and I trust, well beyond. In an increasingly dynamic and uncertain world, it is imperative that we enhance our resilient ability to generate timely and relevant air and space power that can effectively contribute to national and combined efforts to shape the strategic environment, deter actions against our collective interests, and respond with credible military force when required. To achieve and sustain this, we must have resilient capabilities and support systems combined with an inclusive enterprise that embraces innovation in pursuit of meaningful military advantage. Now there's a lot packed into that and I ask that you all work to unpack that as we go through the program. So engage with it, challenge it and indeed enhance it. So here's a simple analogy to help explain the focus of this theme. It's fair to say that uh, discussions on air and, air and space power tend to focus on the leading edge of capabilities often embodied in the latest generation of combat platforms along with the many complex and network capabilities required for them to be effective in modern high-end warfare. So let's call that the tip of the spear. Now that's a very common, commonly used metaphor in Australia and I'm sure in many other nations. Uh, and sometimes we even like to focus on the very sharp edge of that um, spear tip. I'm not saying that such a focus is not valid it is an, an extremely important aspect, and it always will be, especially when you consider the human technology relationship that lies at the very heart of air and space power. But I'll cover some more of that in my presentation this afternoon. The theme of this conference is designed to force us to step back and to examine not just the tip of the spear, but the whole spear, without which the tip really has limited use. 
We need to widen our view well beyond the spear to how the spear is used. Is it to be thrown with uh, great, uh, to create an effect over some distance, or is it to be held close in a defensive posture? And if we step even further back, it is, it is essential to realise that the true value of the spear lies in the person that's wielding it, their skill, their knowledge, uh, and their partnerships. This is what makes the spear useful. And their effectiveness is the quality or the product of the quality of their training, their experience, and indeed, and very importantly, their well-being. But we're not done yet. We now need to get to the core focus of this conference. None of this analogy really works unless there's someone that's able to make a quality spear. Supported by a wider community with the collective knowledge on gathering and supplying the required amount of quality materials. This community must also provide all of the things necessary to ensure that the wielder of the spear is well trained, is as strong and as healthy as needed to wield that spear to good effect at the exact time that it's needed and for as long as it's needed. That is resilience. And it's founded on a community with common values, striving for a common purpose. When the environment in which that community lives is dynamic, where threats and opportunities continually change, that is when innovation within their practices is required to maintain relevance and ideally gain advantages. I'll now overview the program and, and I'll provide you some thoughts and potentially pose some further questions. Uh, within, the, within our, the intent of this conference to spark your imagination and your curiosity as our speakers expand our thinking over the next couple of days. We're very privileged and grateful to have Mr. Bilahari Kosakin. Uh, he's with us to provide the opening keynote address and set the strategic framework for the conference. As the former Permanent Secretary of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, as well as the Ambassador to the United Nations and Russia, for Singapore, and as an uh, influential commentator on regional and geopolitical issues, he's well placed to ensure our thinking is elevated and focused to where it needs to be in this, area, in this era of great power rivalry in the Indo-Pacific. And I'm sure he will challenge our thinking and provoke uh, rich discussion. When I reflect on our strategic environment, and addressed by the Australian Prime Minister, the Honourable Scott Morrison, in November of 2020, resonates very strongly with me. In that speech, the Prime Minister noted that since the signing of the Treaty of Westphalia back in 1648, our global community had been building a society around the idea of individual sovereign nation states and a common understanding of international law. The relative peace that the world has recently enjoyed is a result of this construct enabling sovereign nations working in concert to create deeper habits of cooperation on economic security and global environmental issues while exhibiting a natural preference for the rules-based solutions. Australia has participated in this framework since World War II, both because it's in our interest to do so, but it's also the right thing to do. You can rely on us to continue to participate in and further these principles of international law, 
cooperation and peace. We in Defence are committed to serving Australia's national interest by advancing our prosperity, which is by design tied to the prosperity of all who prosper within an open and stable rules-based global order. Along with the independence of our sovereign decision-making and the security, safety and freedom of our people. This is certainly the case in our immediate region and across the broader Indo-Pacific. These fundamental priorities are bound by a common thread. Each seeks to respond to the opportunities and the uncertainties of a dynamic and contested world. And our regional focus is now more important than ever and is underpinned by a strengthened engagement both regionally and globally with like-minded nations, many of whom are represented here with us at this conference, both physically and virtually. And again, I, uh, I thank you all for your efforts to be here. After the morning tea, Air Vice Marshal retired John Blackburn will introduce and moderate a plenary with, with Dr Carl Gibson, who's a leading Australian thinker on national resilience, and our own Chief Defence Scientist, Professor Tanya Munro. They will collectively explore what national and regional resilience is and the role of innovation in supporting and sustaining it. After lunch, our Air Commander Australia, Air Vice Marshal Yavasi, the Chief of the Royal New Zealand Air Force, Air Vice Marshal Clark, the Commander of the Royal Netherlands Air Force, Lieutenant General Lute, and the Chief Technology Officer from Boeing Australia, Mr Hugh Webster, will explore the most significant trends and challenges for the future operating environment. When reflecting on the future operating environment and throughout the conference, I offer the following questions that you might like to ponder. What is the enduring relevance of the premise of war being a clash of wills, uh, potentially with military options being but one aspect? Can we still afford to strive for a balanced force or do we need to have a more focused posture? What is the right balance between relatively low numbers of exquisite platforms versus a far greater mass of replaceable capabilities? What are the impacts of emerging technologies on defence acquisition, innovation and transition to service? What is the right size, shape and composition of defence industry. So I'll be back on stage for the final, uh, final session today to launch our seventh edition of the Australian Air Power Manual and our first, first ever edition of the Space Power Manual, both of which have been designed to explore how air and space contribute to joint effects as part of the military instrument of national power for the purpose of supporting national objectives. And some key themes that I'll expand on will be the centrality of people and their air-mindedness and space-mindedness to achieving optimal air and space power contributions to joint effects. I'll emphasise at this point that throughout the conference, I'll not only be addressing you as the Chief of Air Force, but also as the Air Domain Lead and the Space Domain Lead for Defence. Now this is an important distinction that I will expand upon this afternoon. I'll be joined by the Chiefs of the Royal Australian Navy and the Australian Regular Army and the ADF's Joint Capabilities Group. 
they will provide their perspective on generating and integrating air and space power and the central importance to the multi-domain approach within the Australian Defence Force. On day two of the conference, we were very privileged to host General Raymond as the US Chief of Space Operations. And he'll offer reflections, or his reflections, on establishing the US Space Force, the importance of space to all operations, and the innovative approaches that they've needed to achieve sustainable capability outcomes. This will be followed by a plenary with the inaugural Australian Commander of the Defence Space Command, um, Air Vice Marshal Kath Roberts. She'll be accompanied by the head of the Australian Space Agency, Enrico Palamo, and the CEO of the Space Industry Association of Australia, Mr James Brown, and finally the CEO of Gilmore Space Technologies, Mr Adam Gilmore. They will discuss the key national resilience and innovation challenge that is the generation of sovereign space capabilities. Between morning and afternoon breaks tomorrow, I'm also proud and excited to present what we're calling uh, the Innovation Expo out in the, the other, the other theatre next door. And that's designed for you to have an interactive experience at your leisure and at your discretion, both physically and virtually. Uh, and that expo will showcase cutting edge research and innovation from defence, from our research institutions, from academia, from startups, and from industry to build awareness of some of the extraordinary developments occurring in our midst and to provide, very importantly, the opportunity for you to connect with others. These connections are key to us being best positioned to seize emerging opportunities to gain military advantage in this increasingly dynamic world. We'll then reconvene here in the, in the Royal Theatre for the concluding session tomorrow to focus on the crucial question of how we can actually turn good ideas and innovation into real capabilities and thereby consistently renew the resilience and relevance of air and space power. Our Head of Air Force Capability, Air Vice Marshal Denny, will be joined by Michael Shoebridge from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute to explore where we need to focus, where to evolve organisationally and culturally to leverage or truly leverage the advantages of agile, innovative and potentially disruptive capabilities. The closing keynote keynote and will then be delivered by Dr Brendan Nelson, a very well-known and highly respected leader across many vocations, including service as Australia's Minister for Defence between 2006 and 2007, as the Director of the Australian War Memorial, and we had a few of you uh, visit there yesterday, and he is the, president, the current President of Boeing Australia. Brendan will be presenting his perspectives and what we both agree are the two most important aspects to realising outcomes through creativity and innovation. And that's regardless of the enterprise in question. And they are people and leadership. I conclude by reiterating that this is not purely an Air Force event. We must recognise that to provide optimal contributions in support of national objectives, air and space power must be applied in concert with all other aspects of military power. We must recognise that military power is part of a whole nation endeavour, which can only attain and maintain the pinnacle of resilience and relevance in our, in our dynamic world 
through meaningful partnerships with industry, with academia, and most importantly, with like-minded partners regionally and globally. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And it's now my great pleasure to welcome the Honourable Peter Dutton, MP, uh, the Australian Minister for Defence. Minister. Thank you for being part of the Air and Space Power Centre's 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, which was proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Boeing, major sponsors L3 Harris, Rolls-Royce and Lockheed Martin. If you are looking to consume, contest or contribute to airspace power, please visit www.airpower.airforce.gov.au.